On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, we're drowning in a la carte streaming services, so naturally, AT&T threw another one on the pile. And sick of robocalls? Well, we've got good news for you. So to recap, AT&T loves streaming, everyone hates robocalls, and fixing products is always a good thing. If anyone wants to know more, we have links to all of today's stories down in the description below. Thanks as always to everyone joining us here live. We stream weekday mornings at 11.15 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, Periscope, and CNET.com slash Daily Charge. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter while we grow our channel. Time to check in with the chat and take your questions and comments. What are your thoughts on the new fold? Are you guys actually excited? Do you have 2,000 bucks to waste? BVG, jump in whenever you got something because this seems like a really hot story. There are lots of hot stories going on today. Uh, first and foremost, from Timothy Dewey, says, here we go again, another streaming service. Please bring back bundles. Uh, <laughs> Stringjoy follows up with AT&T to become ATT and TV. Uh, and then Tim comes back around full circle, says, is this a sign that AT&T is regretting buying DirecTV? Mm, that's a great question. Um... I'm not entirely sure. I would say just looking back now, you know, the the benefit of hindsight. I mean, DirecTV may not have been the best acquisition. I mean, it kind of it got them, it basically got them some negotiating power in terms of um, striking deals with content players, mm-hmm. right? Like with, like Warner Brothers and other other studios. Although now they own Warner Brothers, so right. it's a little bit uh, yeah. So then then came Time Warner, and all of a sudden, like Time Warner became the the new shiny thing. So. Um, yeah, they're looking. If you're looking at Directv and just purely the business alone, it's definitely been on a decline for a while now. So it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There are constantly rumors that they want to spin off Directv to merge with Dish, and create some sort of satellite TV giant. But who knows at this point? Yeah, Directv. I think at the time was a good purchase when when, when AT&T was just a telecom, right? Like just a telecom. Let's, like, now it's this giant telecom slash media company. Uh, like you were saying with Warner Brothers, once they bought them out and they have HBO Max and HBO Go, HBO Now, all that stuff, that's the brand that people know. I think yep. that one's probably going to do better than AT&T TV, which is a mouthful to say. It should be AT&T NT, right? Because so, it's and, and, telephone and telegraph and television. And our own Eli Blumenthal sort of did a little bit digging and, and found uh, some comments from an executive made actually a few weeks ago at an investor conference noting that uh, the service would theoretically connect via an Android TV box which seems puzzling to me that this isn't like an app on your phone or can run on different services like or different boxes like Roku or Apple TV. Like it, it would use a specific, potentially a proprietary Android TV box, which again, really confusing, especially considering like all their other services are run you know, ubiquitously throughout different apps and services. That sounds like a huge mistake if you have to get the box because that's essentially yeah. cable again because now you need to have a piece of hardware, you got to pipe this thing in, and is there extra fees for the extra boxes? Which is cable again? Definitely a lot. Of, there's a lot of questions about that. We don't know if the executive was just sort of speaking out of turn, or he was just referencing Android TV as one of the potential platforms that it could ride on. But there, there are definitely a lot of questions. And it is look, it's it's absolutely head scratching that AT and T would launch yet another service, especially after hyping up HBO Max. Um, but we'll see. Maybe there are very explicitly different services, right? HBO Max is sort of like your Netflix; it's on-demand stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Direct TV now is live TV. We'll see what watched and watch TV is like a skinny bundle version of DirecTV now and yep. AT&T TV. We'll see what it is. Maybe it's something completely different. But right now there is a lot of overlap and it's, it's kind of weird that they're they're launching all these different services. It's like throwing spaghetti at a wall yep. right now. Yep. How far away are we from getting the trillion of streaming services? Oh, the one streaming service Ooh. that can see everything. So trillion guys. Never. Well, trillion. 
Hang on, I think that's a, that's a deep cut. Does Trillion still exist? I don't think it does. It was like the all-in-one yep. chat client that did like it, Yahoo, it AIM, yep. everything else in one, Jabber, I think, which was Google Chat before it was Google Chat and Google Talk and all that. So that, that's a deep cut. Whoever said that, points to you on that one. Uh, no, I think the closest we're gonna get is like Apple TV search and Android TV search, the way you can have this box or mm. OS that can reach into all the apps and maybe that's how it'll work together. But that still requires the cooperation of every content yep. maker and provider and network. Netflix doesn't work with, with Apple TV, so you can't right. find their stuff. And also, keep in mind, like, you're still paying for these subscriptions, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you can get one service that'll tie in everything, because that's the big thing is the exclusive content, right? Like Stranger Things will always be with Netflix. Um, and so that is, that's sort of the hook. Like Even if you get some sort of box that can run everything together, you're still paying for all the services. Also, you have to find things. Just yeah. because you have all of these things, how can you actually get it all to work together? Uh, if you're looking for stuff online, definitely guarantee, uh, check out justwatch.com because it's a great site that actually puts together all of the search engines from Hulu, HBO, mm. uh, Netflix, all this stuff. And it'll tell you what's streaming where. There's also Real Good, another one that actually has direct links to all these sites. I use this stuff all the time. So if you're searching for that kind of, how can I find something to watch? Or is it even streaming online? Yeah. Try Just Watch or Real Good. That's great. Next question is coming in from Matthew Datcher. He says, who is going to churn out the top of the modern... Uh, hang on, hang on, let me reread this. Who is going to churn to the top in this modern version of AT&T on the turn of the 20th century? You mean at AT&T? Yes. HBO Max. I'm going to say that here. That's going to be the top of all of their services. I think that's what's going to be the last one standing. What about yeah, you? if it's basically a souped-up version of HBO Go or... Um, that yeah, I mean that that has the brand, it has the properties, it, it's got the actual shows you want to watch. Um, yeah, I mean it'll pro- it'll have friends. I mean, arguably, that'll be your place for friends. What was HBO's old tagline? It's not TV, it's HBO. This is right. perfect. Now, right. AT&T TV is TV, but not really. So HBO HBO Max. Yeah. HBO Max, I think, is going to be because it has that brand name. It's got the great titles, and like you're saying, it's going to have friends. It's got to have a ton of other content. Whether they're going to bundle everything together, where you get DC Universe on top of that. That's another thing that's still sitting around. But that's yeah. another streaming service. That's, that's actually another streaming service. I just realized that. That means they have five now? Yeah. Because that's where you get uh, Titans or, and Young Justice. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's within DC, which is under Warner Brothers, which is under AT&T. I'd be interested to see how long that exists or if it gets folded into some other service, into we'll one of their it. many other services. You're right. I forget about DC Universe. That's a whole other one. How could one. we? Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of the problem with DC Universe, isn't it? <laughs> I like start. some of their shows. I, mean, I like their shows a you know, lot, but I'm not... I'm, I'm a big Young Justice fan, so you know, I'm, they also, I'm glad it's still around. They also have catalogs of like the Superman movies, the yeah, Batman movies. I, the catalog's pretty thin. It is like, it's just a, a handful of old Superman, Batman shows. That's and not the animated Flash. stuff. That's not true. You can get Justice League on there. You can get Batman animated series. Yeah, on the there. yeah but I mean, if you, if you stack that against other streaming services, the library is pretty weak. Well, I'm just saying that library can be folded into HBO right. Max. Maybe right, that's right. like the DC section of HBO Max. No, definitely. I think that's definitely going to be part of the long game. I'm just saying, like, don't discredit those of us who grew up on the DC. <laughs> All Netflix right, shows. fine. Uh, Timothy says, do you think AT&T is going to get pissed if T-Mobile and Sprint merge since their acquisition was denied just a few years ago? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think if I'm AT&T and I'm, I'm looking at what's happening right now, um, this is 
at least for the near term, a good thing. T-Mobile and Sprint are going to be distracted for about a year in terms of uh, getting the company together. They're going to have they're, they're going to be massive layoffs regardless. They're going to be there's going to be a lot of integration work needed to get those networks to work together, or to at least move from one network to another. So it's it's generally uh, for like the first year, it's it's going to be um, it's going to be tough for T-Mobile, and I think that that gives AT&T an opening. You know, AT&T has suffered probably the worst amongst the other big carriers in terms of like T-Mobile's rise. Like with mm-hmm. T-Mobile's rise, I think AT&T's lost the most subscribers. Um, and if T-Mobile's distracted, and really if there are three kind of big national players, and we'll see what happens with Dish, but if there are three national players, three players generally means that the pricing competition is a little bit more um, reasonable for these carriers. They, they don't necessarily have to throw out all kinds of free offers. So that's generally good for AT&T. You refresh my memory when it comes to timelines. AT&T was trying to merge with T-Mobile? AT&T right? was trying to buy T-Mobile. Okay. That deal got nixed. And then uh, eventually, so this is before AT&T buys Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. This is way, so way I before. I think they probably dodged a bullet there. So I don't know if they're ticked that T-Mobile, like they lost T-Mobile, right. even though that it seems like AT&T has got a larger strategy involved at this point. It's not just, we're not just a carrier. We, we are a content company. Yeah, th- definitely. The, the move to DirecTV now and then to Time Warner really signaled a big shift in where the company wanted to go. They, they wanted to transform themselves into something completely different. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I don't know if they dodged a bullet per se, but yeah, like it, it, they definitely would have missed out on an opportunity to be what they are now if they had stuck with just the T-Mobile deal because that was a massive deal. Yeah, and Sprint probably would have been dead at this point if that had gone through. I don't know. I don't know. Sprint would have been the... Maybe they would have merged with somebody else. Sprint would have been the, well, still the number three player. Um, I don't know. That's a really good what if. Remember Sprint and Nextel? When Nextel and Sprint I do. were two they, different they things? Were terrible. Yellow and black. I like the colors. Yeah. Next question comes from Brian. He says, why on earth do all of these content providers want to create their own streaming platforms when the technology is not core to their business? Ooh. Well, part of it is the technology has gone easier enough that like pretty much anyone can do it. But it's, it's simple. There's a simple reason why they want to do this. It's more money. They want to reach out to consumers directly whenever they do it through you know, a cable service or there's like a middleman, right? The cable companies have to take a cut. But if you're offering a lot of these services and this content directly to the subscriber, they're giving you all their money. That's good for you. You get money, you get data. You see yep. what viewing habits are happening. That can also work with advertising on top of that. Right. You have all kinds of suggestions being made that way. So let's say you really like future tech, maybe AT&T can offer you a really fancy phone like the Fold in the future. Right. That was fun to say, lots of Fs there. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, what's the core business of these, these companies now? I think it's been shifting a lot because I don't think telecom yeah. even begins to describe what AT&T is. Mm-hmm. Verizon has, I believe they bought, what did they buy? Well, they have Yahoo. Thank you, Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. They bought Yahoo. Yeah. And then they became... Yahoo and AOL. What did they call that company? Oh, um, Oath. Oath, thank you. Right. Like, I know it's one syllable. I was going to say the pledge, but that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But, uh, yeah, so yeah. these companies have, now they're, they own the pipes and they own the content. Right. So I don't know what you call these guys. Really big companies. Like Comcast, the same thing. Conglomerates. Conglomerates. Yes. That's not as fun as to say as telecom. Telecom? No, it's not. But it's probably more accurate. But yeah, ultimately it comes down to money. It comes down to customer loyalty. If you are if you are um, a fan of whatever, Time Warner shows, HBO shows, it's it's also an, it's a great way to like kind of bundle services like you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, we'll knock off $2 from your... Streaming service bill if you subscribe to our AT&T wireless service as well, or our home internet service. Or the zero-rated stuff like T-Mobile yeah. had going. I mean, those were different deals, but right. like these 
that if you stream from our service, it doesn't count against your data cap, which right. is an interesting way to make that work. Right. And AT&T did that fairly. I mean, they still do that. Um, it's a little bit less relevant now that a lot of folks are on unlimited plans. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was instance. There were a couple instances where AT&T and Verizon were prioritizing their services over other folks. Next question comes from Storm King. Do you think AT&T should offer Dish as an add-on after they consolidate all of their streaming services? AT&T should add on Dish. Um, oh, Dish. I'm like, that's not DirecTV. Yeah, that's... Sorry, that's a little confusing. Did you mean DirecTV? Or I think cause... he did, and I probably should have adjusted for that. But Got I, it, no I problem. Thought he, I thought he meant, like, you should guys they buy them too? Not me. Um, should they add DirecTV as an add-on? I don't think it's an add-on. DirecTV is a pretty expensive service. Mm -hmm. If you mean DirecTV now, potentially, they could offer as a discounted part of a, a larger bundle with AT&T services. Um, or maybe subscribe to DirecTV now and HBO Max, and you, you know, maybe get HBO Max for like half off or vice yeah, versa. I would imagine you could put together, like, let's say if you're an ATT subscriber, you get DirecTV at a discount plus, or DirecTV now with a discount right. plus, you can get HBO now, HBO Max. Right. This, these are fun to say. At a, at a discount, DCU at a discount. And ATT TV. Oh, I don't, forgot Can't about forget them. That. How did I forget about Can't that? Can't forget about ATT TV. I'm Uverse to death. That's me. There you go. For life. <laughs> a lot of people want to talk about streaming. Uh, let's take one more before we switch gears. And uh, this is a good one with this oversaturated market. How many of these services actually offered uh, a, a, at least a seven-day free trial? Uh, I'd have to actually a, check each yeah, one. Yeah, I'd have to check. I know, I think DC Universe offers it trial. Does. It's got a free trial. Um, I don't, Netflix has obviously got Obviously, we don't know about AT&T TV. DirecTV now, I believe, has a trial as well. Um, and I'm not, well, we don't know about HBO Max because that hasn't launched yet. Let's see. I'm looking up. So yeah, you can stream for free seven days on DirecTV now. Yeah, okay, so, seven days. So we got a bunch of that. I, mean, I think Netflix gives, you, Netflix gives you a free month. Is that yes, right? yeah, so yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll see that's going to be the battle, how long these things are free. For how long how, the trials are? Mm -hmm. I want to say three months. Three months? Three I want to say 12 months. Three years. No, I feel like three months is long enough to like get you used to it and... You can't forget to cancel at three months. It's a I think the easier. week is, I forget quickly. Really? No, yeah. I said reminders. Mostly I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be 30 days. Right. Because that seems like a reasonable time, but seven days, it's too late. All right, switching gears over to robocalls. Commander Trium, uh, so how do you stop the nasty robocallers that change their phone numbers from getting through or around this legal measure? This phenomenon is a huge problem up there with him in Canada, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's a huge problem here. It's a huge problem everywhere. I mean, I, I think using um, third-party robocall apps or robocall blocking apps mm -hmm. are um, a good way to defend them off. Yeah, relying on the carriers. The carriers have generally been a little slow um, to kind of roll things out. And also, keep in mind, it's only effective if they all work together, and mm -hmm. they've been kind of rolling this technology out at different times and different stages, and that makes it a lot less effective. So I think once everyone kind of is on the same page with some of this technology, this uh, technology called Stir and Shaken, uh, which which are sort of help identify what are sort of fake robocall numbers versus legit ones. Um, I think once they're all kind of set up, it's that'll that'll help the FCC getting more enforcement power, being able to go after robocallers and, and um, actually punish them. It's good for scammers here in the U.S., but keep in mind there are a lot of scammers outside of the U.S. that are doing this. It's it's highly a highly profitable business because it's super cheap to set up. Um, and you just you just keep blasting away until you get someone to, you know, answer and, I don't know, send money to somebody. Were carriers working together on these tools before? 
So they were not working okay. together. Do you think with this, if this act becomes a law, do you think the carriers would actually work in concert, some kind of consortium to make that work? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. The, the, the carriers are not really great when it comes to working together. Working together. So that, I mean, I think they're all they're all approach, they're all heading to the same direction. Mm -hmm. I would hope that once some of this stuff gets set up, that they would start working together a little more. But who knows? Let it be known that yesterday I had the smallest of victories after I got a robocall around, I want to say, 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Uh, they rang and rang, and uh, it went to voicemail, at which point, of course, it automatically cuts off. So I went back, got the number, called it, spent a good 15 minutes navigating the automated system to get through all the menus, and when I finally got a customer service rep to pick up on the other line, I hung up. That's a lot. That's a yeah, huge that amount like of spite. Lot of, this is a lot of effort. I'm petty as hell, and I don't care. If okay. I could see, I could see you doing that. I I I yeah, can be spiteful. Yeah, but if you kind of knows me. But if you kind of look at it like that, customer rep didn't care one way or the other. So like, you ultimately just burn 15 minutes. Shut it was up, satisfying. Sorry, dude. Was that, if you've enjoyed your time, it was not time wasted. Yeah, that's true. If, so. you, if you enjoyed your time, if you found it satisfying, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have taken that away from you. Yeah, let me have my small sorry. victory, you jerk. Sorry, sorry. Small Brian. victories for all. Uh, I will say, uh, our, our, uh, on CNET, we've got a piece by Jason Cipriani looking at some of the, uh, the apps you could use. I think he recommends Haya and Nomo Robo as uh, two potential apps to use. They're both, I think, available on Android and iOS. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to use apps that are a bit more proactive in blocking things, um, those, those are two that are recommended by CNET. That's pretty cool. I like that Samsung and Google, you get these things that say scam likely. Yeah. So that's helpful. And the new, uh, the next version of iOS will have a lot of that as well. We'll be a little bit more proactive about identifying potentially fake numbers. So yeah. I think everyone acknowledges it's a problem and they're, they're working to fix it, which is great. But it's just, it's also, we just have to be realistic in saying like all these measures are not going to stop the, the scourge of robocalls. That's yeah. still going to happen. It's it, they just, they're very we just got to be smart about it. What's irritating is when you, ha you see an area code that's familiar, the, n the exchange is familiar, yep. the last four numbers are slightly different. So you right. don't know if it's somebody calling from the office somewhere else, yep. and you stop what you're doing because you think it's important, and then your car warranty. I don't own a car. Right. That's the first thing. I just right. wish anybody who's watching this. You've just won a trip to China. Look, that's more likely than me having a car warranty <laughs> if I don't own a car. Like, why would this be an issue? Just, it's the, always the same ones too. It's the car thing. It's the the cruise liner. Yep. Uh, it's the uh, actually I get I get some in uh, Chinese. Yeah, the, it's I get, they come in a bunch in, of Mandarin. Too. Mandarin. I don't know yeah. what language it is. I'm just like, what is this? I'm like, at least at least get it right. I speak Cantonese, not Mandarin. If you're gonna scam me, <laughs> use my language. Come on, guys. You gotta build trust. Don't just don't just assume <laughs> I speak Mandarin because I've got a Chinese last name. Come on, scammers, you could do better than that. The one that kills me though is always the dentist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get. Well, I don't know the dentist, but I've gotten doctor ones, and, oh, and health insurance calls too. I get a lot of health insurance okay. claims. Yeah, maybe those are legit. Okay, we're <laughs> almost out of time. Uh, Brian asks, uh, assuming that the Senate actually does vote on this bill, how much do you want to bet that there's a massive surge of robocalls right before the new House bill goes into effect? Uh, I wouldn't think there's a surge. Yeah, I don't think there'd be a surge. It's already off. I think we've already hit peak crap mode. Yeah, yeah. It, these things are kind of automated and kind of like someone, I imagine if someone just turns on switch and they just go. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't think they would be spending more money on infrastructure to make the calls happen faster. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't see know that how likely. programming works. It happens at such a high volume already that I don't think there's going to be like a higher one all of a sudden. Like, 
Like right before the law, like it goes into law, everybody in America just gets a robocall at the same time. Stop this, this bill from passing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let this act be real. Yeah. Call your senator now. Right now. We'll patch you right through. Right. Uh, Brian points out that we should just move away from our outdated telephone system. Many of the problems with our phone system has likely been solved in modern messaging platforms. Uh, Datcher expands on this saying, the problem is that the system that runs our phones, it's called Signal System 7, that was designed back in 1975. Mm. It's got multiple security vulnerabilities, and that's the reason spammers can spoof the numbers on it. And uh, yeah, I agree. How do we overhaul that system, or do we just move on to Skype? Uh, we we don't, unfortunately. The Part of the problem is it's, it's easy to say, let's move to a new platform, but... You're gonna. You're not thinking about like the millions of people who would be left behind because some folks want to use their phones and trust their phones and don't trust apps, um, which may not be, by the way, the the worst thinking in the world because some of those apps are run by companies who are make money off of looking into what you what you see, what you like, your information. So it's not like messaging apps are like the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there's just the issue of like. Are you willing to just switch to WhatsApp if that meant like never talking to your grandma again? That's a, that's that could a, be a thing. Well, the other thing is where the most people are is where people are going to spend the most time trying to find vulnerabilities. Right. So should it be that we all move to Skype? Guaranteed people are going to try yeah. to find ways to spoof that. When it comes to emails, we still get spam. There are spoof emails all the time, phishing scams where you click through the links. So we have a lot of these new things. And yeah, you can move to WhatsApp and it's supposed to be secure. But if that thing hits a, it's got a pretty big yeah, mass right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you people are working on trying to break through that right. one too. So it's whether or not you can move everyone to a new one, a new system is one thing. But as long as there's this massive user base and it's still being used, it's going to be exploited. Yeah, and keep in mind, it's, it's not like we, we would all use, use WhatsApp, right? Like I use WhatsApp, I use Line, I use Signal, I use Facebook Messenger for various mm-hmm. different parties and friends, right? So... Like, unless we could all agree to, like, that one messaging service for us all, it's still going to be super fragmented. We could vote on a phone. No? No. It's going to get hacked anyway, so. Should we get the, out of The here? results will be hacked. Is there any more questions, Brian? No, we are out of time. We're, in fact, over time. Oh. Uh, but I did want to send an apology to Jeremy, who just got a robocall while he's watching the show right now. Wow. Obviously, because we cursed him. Our sincerest apologies to you and your family. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the flowers are in the mail. Uh, but we are out of time, so Ayaz, go ahead and take us home for the weekend. Thank you again for joining us. Tag us online and let us know what you want to see on the show. For The Daily Charge, I'm Ayaz Akhtar. I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.